One of the things that stops small business owners from creating marketing content consistently is this feeling of being uninspired, of having no idea what to say in the first place. If you can relate to this, you are in good company. So many of us struggle with knowing what our marketing content should actually be about. But I am here to help. I have come up with 100 prompts that you can use to guide your marketing from your social media posts to your emails to your longer form content. I guarantee that these prompts will get you inspired and that you'll have more ideas than you even know what to do with. You can download this list of 100 marketing prompts for free at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 100 prompts. That's makinggoodpodcast.com slash 100-P-R-O-M-P-T-S. Welcome back to Making Good, the podcast for small businesses who want to make a big impact. I'm your host, Lauren Tilton, and this is episode 83. Okay, so before we get into the episode, I have to say that when I was listening back to this episode while editing, oh my gosh, there is quite a bit of background noise at certain points throughout. Um, Actually, today, while I was trying to record, there is uh, construction happening outside. My dog is barking. It is just a lot. But I did commit to getting this episode out every Tuesday. It is Tuesday afternoon. So in the spirit of progress over perfection and just, you know, done is better than perfect. I thought I'd release it anyway. And hopefully um, the background noise doesn't interfere too much. So enjoy. Your calling, your why, your purpose, your reason for being and doing, whatever you want to call it, that is what we're talking about today. We'll talk about exactly what I mean by your calling, why it's important to find it, and most importantly, how to actually find it. I'll share what some of the world's leading thinkers in productivity, motivation, and business have to say on this topic, and I'll also share some of my own experiences. I have a feeling this is going to be a good one, but quickly before we jump into the episode, I have one thing to announce that is super, super, super exciting, and that is this. Making good is going pro. I have a new monthly membership coming out called Making Good Happen, and it's for those of you who want to take everything you learn here on Making Good to the next level, from inspiration and information to execution. Making Good Happen is designed to make sure that we're all taking the actions we need to take to move the needle in our businesses. We'll work together on creating and implementing a marketing plan that will take your business where you want it to go. A private podcast, accountability, and deep focus work sessions are included and a lot more. It is going to be so, so good, and I can't wait to share more about it. I'll be telling you more over the next few weeks, so stay tuned and make sure you're following me over on Instagram at Lauren Tilden, that's L-A-U-R-E-N-T-I-L-D-E-N, for all of the inside behind-the-scenes details as I share them. And in fact, for a sneak peek of the details now, just DM me the word pro and I'll share with you some of the inside scoop of what's coming. Okay, so let's get started with today's episode all about finding your why. And I want to start by talking about the Sunday scaries. Do you know what these are? For many, many, many years, the full eight years I spent in corporate events and marketing after graduating from college and before starting my small business journey, Sundays were hard. I would wake up Sunday mornings with this sense of unease that would get progressively worse throughout the day until Sunday night, by which point it had morphed into full-on dread, also called the Sunday scaries. 
Dread that Monday was just hours away, and with Monday came a full week of spending most of my waking living hours going to work. I want to put a caveat in here that for the most part, I had great jobs working with great people. I learned a lot, and I even fell in love with marketing, so I know it could have been so much worse. But still, it wasn't working for me. In August 2017, I left corporate marketing for good, and I can honestly say I have not experienced the Sunday scaries one single time since then. In fact, I genuinely love what I do. Sure, there are always tasks you have to do that aren't fun when you run your own business, and I definitely get stressed out. But there's always this underlying feeling that I can only describe as alignment that just makes everything feel right. I wake up Monday mornings and every morning, if I'm honest, with the incredible privilege of feeling excited, excited and energized to jump into the worlds of Good Sheila and Making Good Podcast and Station 7, worlds that I have created to align with who I am and what I care about. Now, I'm not saying at all that quitting your job and working for yourself is inherently better for everyone and will get rid of the Sunday sads. In my case, the quitting my job part was incidental. The real before and after picture that I'm trying to paint for you is about listening to my intuition, getting clear on my why, and following my calling. These days, I have this deep in my bones feeling that I'm doing work that matters, that I love, and that I'm uniquely qualified to do, that I'm on the right track. And that's what this episode is about. Let's first start by talking about words. In this episode, I might use a bunch of words interchangeably. Words like finding your calling, your purpose, your why. But ultimately, what we're talking about is finding what is most right for you to do when it comes to work. Some might even say what you were meant to do. Everything I'm sharing with you is based on my own experience and from research I've done, but I'm not a life coach. And if you find yourself getting stuck here, I would recommend that you work with one. I personally worked with Jenna Starkey. I will link to her in the show notes and you can hear my interview with her in episode three and the guided visualization she did for this podcast in episode 42. So let's start by talking about why is it important that we do this work? Oprah said, everybody has a calling and your real job in life is to figure out what that is, who you were meant to be and to begin to honor that. So I have three reasons why I think everyone should do this work of finding their calling. The first is that purpose-driven people are more fulfilled. Martin Seligman is the founder of Positive Psychology, and he has a model for achieving happiness called PERMA. It's an acronym, P-E-R-M-A. Each letter represents a different component of a happy life, and the M in the acronym stands for meaning. Having a meaning or purpose in life helps us focus on what's really important in the world besides just ourselves. In a 2009 study by Kashtan, Mishra, Breen, and Fro, people who report feeling a sense of purpose in their lives lived longer, have greater life satisfaction, and fewer health problems. The second reason I think you should do this work is that when you're doing something important to you, you are more likely to achieve more. An Inc. magazine article cites a University of Michigan study showing that working with a sense of purpose and meaning leads to greater engagement, motivation, and productivity. A lot of times when we're working in alignment with our purpose, we're doing something that we would do even if we weren't getting paid for it because we care about it so deeply. We're more actively engaged and we're more interested in putting the work in because we are so clearly motivated and connected to why we're doing it. Nietzsche said, he who has a why to live can bear almost any how. Our why is what motivates us intrinsically when things are tough. And moving forward consistently, even when things are tough, 
is what leads us to achieve our goals. The third reason, and possibly the reason most relevant to this podcast, is that leading with our values and our why is compelling to others. As a small business owner, having a clear vision of why you do what you do is a, is a critical component of being a great leader and marketer. Simon Sinek wrote a book called Start With Why, and in it, he shares how powerful it is to be able to clearly articulate why you do what you do in your business, both in terms of inspiring your team and anyone who works with you, as well as your customers. The line he repeats over and over again in his TED Talk on this topic, which I will link in the show notes, is people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. He has a model called the golden circle. The golden circle is comprised of three concentric circles. And he suggests that what we focus on first and foremost in our marketing is the innermost circle. Why we do what we do. The next circle is how we do what we do. And the outer circle is what we do. People naturally tend to go in the reverse order. They tell you first what they do, then how they do it, then why they do it. But again, Simon Sinek says, people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. So he's suggesting that we really lead with our why. Getting super crystal clear on our purpose or our why helps us live happier, healthier lives, achieve more, and do better business. I don't think I could come up with a much more compelling argument than that. So hopefully I've convinced you. So how do we actually go about finding our calling? This is where the rubber really meets the road. Let me start by saying something I believe with all my heart. You can't simply wait for your calling to occur to you. It actually takes work to figure things like this out, and you're going to have to actually put some effort into it. I think mostly this work comes in the form of introspection. It's a matter of asking yourself questions and really listening closely to hear from your inner wisdom. There's no right way to go through this process, but I believe that there are four main categories that you can do some deep thinking and writing about. I would suggest that you make a one big list of questions and view them as journal prompts. Spend some time on this, answering questions, reflecting on your life, and seeing what you come up with. So the first category is your talents or your strengths. What are you innately good at? What do people come to you to ask for your help or your advice on? What are the things that come so naturally to you that you tend to undervalue them? For this, it can be helpful to ask those close to you this question. Sometimes the outside perspective is helpful. And don't limit yourself to what feels like a marketable skill. These things don't have to relate to your work, and I would write them down even if they seem insignificant. For a lot of us, really getting clear on and owning our strengths is difficult. Here's an example. I am a good writer. I can say that now. But I didn't study writing in college, and I haven't specifically worked as a writer, so I've often felt hesitant to claim it as a skill. But when I go through a process like this, it becomes clear to me right away to see that writing is definitely a strength of mine. It's something that people ask for my help with. It's something that comes naturally to me. It's something that I lose track of time while I'm doing it. And it's something that other people tell me I'm good at. So here's my encouragement. When you see some evidence that you've got a certain skill, don't resist. Just accept it. There's an assessment you can also do if it's helpful to get clear on your strengths. It's called the Strengths Finder 2.0, and I will link to it in the show notes. The second category of questions is all around your passions. What do you love doing? What are the things you're most passionate about? As Simon Sinek says, what are the things you love doing so much you would do them for free? What lights you up? What energizes you? What are the tasks that you could get lost in? The tasks that you start working on first thing in the morning and then most of the day passes without you really even noticing. In my research for this episode, I came across a clip 
of Jack Canfield. He's the author of Chicken Soup for the Soul. He has an exercise that he calls a joy review, where he essentially asks you to go through your life and make a list of all the times you felt great joy. Think back long into your past and really spend some time on this. Then when you have your list, look for patterns across these different moments in your life. What do they have in common? Jack Canfield says that whatever pattern you find, there is something here related to your passion. So spend some time with it. The next thing to think about when it comes to getting clear on your calling is your values. What do you care the most about? What do you believe in? If you could share one message with the world, what would it be? If you could change one thing about the world, what would it be? I have a great, if I do say so myself, guide to getting clear on your values and figuring out how to write them clearly and concisely. To download it, head to makinggoodpodcast.com slash goodbusiness. And the final thing to think about when it comes to nailing down your calling is your expertise. What does the world need from you? What can you be paid for? Here's the really practical side of this exercise. Make a list of things you could sell. Don't think too hard about it. Just start making a list. For example, it could be handmade jewelry, marketing, consulting, copywriting, coaching, whatever it is. Don't edit yourself at this point. Just make a big, long list of different things that you could sell, that the world needs from you and that you can be paid for. So those are the main kind of categories that I would think through when it comes to identifying your calling. So how do we put all of this together? Well, after you've gone through these questions, spend some time with what you came up with. What we're looking for here are patterns that appear across all four categories of passions, strengths, values, and expertise. What is something that shows up in all four categories? That is a really good sign that you're getting close. Your calling should be something that you care about, have an aptitude for, love doing, and something that the world needs, something you can be paid for. In case it's helpful, I thought that I would share my why or my calling. To put it very simply, my calling is to help small businesses make the world a better place. How I do this, I believe will vary over time, but right now it looks like being a small business owner myself that gives back through Good Sheila and Station 7, buying from other small businesses is a way to support them, that is through Station 7, and teaching other small business owners how to run a strong small business, particularly when it comes to marketing, and that I do through this podcast. The writer Mark Twain said, the two most important days in your life are the day you are born and the day you find out why. I want to break some bad news, and that is that there's a pretty good chance that that second day, the day you find out why, won't be today. This kind of work plays out slowly over time, usually. It's probably not an overnight process. There's probably some thinking, some playing around with ideas, some trying things on for size involved in this. Do not rush it. My experience with finding my calling is not that I all of a sudden figured it out by sitting down with my journal, but it was a process of gradually moving closer and closer to it by making the next right decision that felt aligned and intuitively right for me. And eventually I just kind of woke up feeling like I'd gotten there. Here are the next steps that I would recommend. First, do the journaling on a lot of the prompts that I suggested here. When you've started to see some patterns come together, draft your why statement and put it somewhere visible in your life to remind yourself of it. As the days and weeks pass and you reflect on your why, see if it still rings true or if it feels like it needs tweaking. And then tweak, rinse, and repeat until you land on something that just feels so right in your bones. You'll know. So that's my take on finding what you're meant to be doing in this world. 
What does this look like for you? I would so love to hear your suggestions and your process around this. You can tag me on Instagram at Lauren Tilden. That's L-A-U-R-E-N-T-I-L-D-E-N. If you enjoyed this episode, I would so, so, so love for you to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can find all of the notes from this episode at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 83. If you're interested in learning more about my small businesses, Good Sheila and Station 7, the links will be in the show notes. And I would so love to have you in the Facebook community for this podcast. Head to makinggoodpodcast.com slash community to join. Finally, make sure you're following me on Instagram at Lauren Tilden. That's L-A-U-R-E-N-T-I-L-D-E-N to make sure you get all the details on the pro version of this podcast coming very soon, making good happen. And again, if you want a sneak peek on those details, just DM me the word pro and I'll send you some of the inside scoop. Thank you for being here and for focusing on making a difference with your small business. Talk to you next time.